Welcome to another episode of the Original Slacker Podcast, presented by Round Guys Brewing Company. I'm your host, Bill McGinney. Today, we're going to do a music mash ton episode with our friends from Stella Roos, Katie O'Donnell, and Brendan Johnson. These guys, uh, in a 2015 Billy Penn article, were described as totally unique and modern sound that is complex yet approachable, and I can't agree with that anymore. Love having these guys around, love hearing their music, and really excited to have them on the show. If you'd like to learn more about the Original Slacker podcast, you can find us at facebook.com slash the original slacker round guys brewing company which is this is recorded in our facility at the underground where they're going to be playing on november 30th at 8 p.m for eight dollars you can find tickets and information on the underground's facebook page or find us on ticket leap through round guys brewing company and all the information will be up there facebook.com slash round guys or facebook.com slash rgbc underground you can also find it on our website, roundguysbrewery.com. Without further ado, I'm going to jump right into the interview and let these guys get talking. Today I have with me That's delicious. Brendan Johnson and Katie Burke of... Stella Rouge. Katie O'Donnell now. Katie O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, you guys didn't give me the update on that. Sorry, yeah. I forgot. It's new. You got <laughs> to redo that. that. Congratulations, uh, by the way. August. I got it wrong a few times. Live. Yeah. <laughs> and on mandolin and vocal. Katie. Oh, shit. What's her last name? Uh, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome yeah. down here, guys. I really appreciate you guys coming down. Thanks for having us. Uh, how's, how's life been? How you guys been? Life's been good. Life's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for you, Katie, it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been good. It's been mm-hmm. uh, it's been busy. Yeah, we're coming to a close on our summer shows. Yeah, which was plentiful. Um, and uh, getting ready to kind of cap off the year. You guys had a really active summer. How I many did. shows did you guys do during that time? Uh, mm. That's a good question. If you include private parties and weddings, yeah, still probably up upwards of twenty five, something like that. Sounds. Yeah, I think like 20, something like that. At least every weekend. Nice. Yeah. Any favorites? Any ones that really stick out? Hmm. Played some new venues, <laughs> which were uh, always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, played a lot of, we played a handful of outdoor shows that always happened to be like super hot. So that kind of kept us on our toes yep. a little bit. <laughs> they were fun, but we were like, oh mm-hmm. man. <laughs> yeah, we played some pretty big productions this summer, which was a, a, a level up from where we were last year. Uh, we played Second Street Festival in Northern Liberties. That was a fun That's one. That's a big one. That was a really yeah. fun one. Which was a very busy crowd and yeah. uh, receptive crowd yeah. at that. What um, time was it? Was it like 11 o'clock, 5 o'clock? We were in like the afternoon, I think. Maybe yeah. like 2? Is that right? Yeah, I want to say it was like 2.30, 3 o'clock. Time. Yeah. Because they're kind of drunk, but they're not too drunk. Yeah, right. like they're dancing, but mm-hmm. it's not out of control. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we're seven pieces now, mm-hmm. so it helps when you have a big enough stage for us yeah you guys you guys have a big band let's talk about that for a second and i know last time you guys were on you kind of acquired people as you went along just found someone here found someone there and it just it gelled you guys are going back in the studio again for the third time right yeah and how's that going to work with the big band is the whole band coming in so it's just 
just you, Brendan, just you, Katie. Like, uh, I know last time around you guys used some studio musicians. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit more about what you guys are planning for the next album? Yeah, so we're we're working on demos now to try to be as efficient as possible. Because once you get in there and the, the minutes start ticking away, as do the dollars. So, um, you know, the joys of being an independent musician, independent band. I heard rumors that last time around wasn't as efficient as possible. It wasn't. <laughs> we rediscovered a lot of things in the studio, and which is not the greatest place to be making changes because you're like... You want to be making the most efficient yeah. time of your time there, but I mean, I guess they turned out. Well, that last they turned out well. <laughs> your your last set of songs, you could notice there's dramatic maturity to them from your first round, and it seemed like you still Roos found its sound. Whereas the the first, I guess, album, it you had a lot of different sounds on there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you had some you had some jazzy, funky songs that I don't think at all came across in the second album. You guys had some slow songs that didn't quite mimic by the time right but they it, it just appeared to be a, a you had a thumbprint in a second album versus the first album is kind of all over the place so how do you feel do you feel that Stella Roos has, has developed its own personality you guys have gelled doing 26 shows was <laughs> that yeah I think we have um you know I think that um I think that if we were ever fully content on what we're doing, then we're just full of ourselves. We're doing something wrong. You know, I think that we're constantly improving. Mm-hmm. I think with new music that's written um, and worked on, the sound grows a little bit tighter and more mature. Um, you know, kind of finding our, you know, not to sound corporate, but kind of finding our brand you know, a little bit and refining what it is that we, you know, want to sound like. Um, I think it's always different, too. Like, we just the um, over the past couple of weeks, we started working on a new song that I think all of us were like, oh, this is a little different, but it's still along the progression of what we've been doing. But it's just mm-hmm. like had a little different feel. And I think that's we're all getting kind of excited about getting back in to be able to share some of these new songs, because once we got done with the the previous album and recording and everything, we immediately were like, oh, we've got some new great stuff already that we think is even better that we can't wait to share. So I think we're looking forward to that. Yeah, and a lot of times in the beginning, right, the band, there's a music is communication and you just don't have that level of comfort and community. You don't know how the other person communicates, right? Mm -hmm. And now you guys have played together for about a year, right, as a whole band. Mm -hmm. And that comfort level has to be yielding some some unique sounds that that everyone's it's it's normalizing i guess the characteristics of all of you guys right mm-hmm. definitely so a full length album right is that what we're aiming for in 2019 yeah which is a rare rare deal these days congratulations good luck <laughs> thanks and how many songs do you guys already have kind of plotted out well it depends on who you ask <laughs> <laughs> i think it'll end up being like a a, a voting not voting but i think we're going to we'll probably end up recording more then we'll put on maybe and see what yeah what fits and what sounds the best. I mean the material's there. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're backlogged. <laughs> yeah, we're, we've got we're a lot. Backlogged. The good yeah. news is the some musical constipation. Yeah, the, the, you know the creativity hasn't stopped. Right. You know the the songs. Gratefully, um, on um, on my side, you know the the newer stuff and the newer music. 
continues to present itself. Um, and when I'm able to present it to the guys and Katie mm-hmm. to work on is really where we, you know, where we aren't as efficient because we're, we're playing so often. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes when we get together for rehearsal or practice, it's it's not necessarily to add new music in all the time. Um, when we get those rehearsals, it, you know, it just, it, it really uh, energizes us because, you know, we're hearing and, and playing something brand new and everyone gets to work on something brand new. And then our, it, all of us, you know, it sparks what we had in the studio. So I guess to, to digress on the, the first studio experience versus the second, you know, I would say that um, the second one really, because the songs weren't refined and finished, the second one really allowed us to get comfortable in the studio and in that setting really start to stretch our wings a little bit. Whereas the first experience, you know, those songs we had been playing, you know, as a as the founding four, mm-hmm. you know, for a year or so. So those songs were really fleshed out. So when we got in, it was kind of bang, bang, bang versus the second studio experience, which was a little bit more touch and go and, uh, you know, more of a learning experience. So the second time around was cool, too, because like the the first time around, the songs were they were done. They were how they were going to be. We went in and did them exactly how we always had. And then this time, the second time around, we were changing things, which was. I guess probably a little nerve-wracking on our part, but I think it was for the better because it was giving the songs a little bit of a, a fresh take and we were able to take advice from the people we were working with to try to better better the songs and keep us on our toes. So I think it was probably a good a good learning experience for us all. And you guys work with Matt Muir and Ben Arnold. Mm-hmm. And are you going to be working with those guys again on the next album? Or Yeah, we hope to, yeah. um, at least in some capacity. Mm-hmm. How much impact did they have when you're saying about changing around the song? How much impact did they have on you structuring or restructuring some of those songs you brought into the studio? Uh, well, Matt and Ben are like super pros. You know, they really don't um, they don't interject unless you ask. Ben, I kind of pulled aside before we started recording um, this the. Um, the self-titled EP, which is our second studio, um, our second studio experience. Ben and I kind of worked aside from the studio work. I wanted his sort of expertise on more, um, of the lyrics and the themes of the songs. Whereas Matt was kind of a more day of in the studio, um, engineering tips, you know, where, what microphones we should use for which instruments. And, uh, um, when it came to percussion, we kind of, we kind of relied on Matt a little bit to interject. We asked him what his take was on a few tunes because he's such a good drummer. And we um, hadn't had, at that point, we didn't have a drummer. And so it was, it was honestly, I think his, before Sean McIntyre, his input on the drums that probably led us to being like, wow, I think we, I think we need a drummer because, None of us thought it was going to make as much of a difference as it did right. mm-hmm. to have a drummer. Yeah, Matt was kind of the, one of the catalysts to us really thinking about adding a full-time drummer to the, the mix. When did you record that album? Was it two years ago? Yeah, it was like December of 2016. Because the release is 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so so how, long, make... how long did it take from start to finish to get that album knocked out? 
I think about three months, two and a half. I mean, we weren't in the studio every day, so it's kind of going away and then revisiting. Finding money to go back to the studio. It's it's hard to. Partly, certainly. We all work a lot of different schedules, and so we would love to be in the position where we can just take a week off of our day jobs and just... Because I, I feel like that's when you get the good stuff done, when you're just like kind of there days in a row, So it's mm-hmm. which is maybe something we can... Yeah, I'm, re- I'm really the only one out of the group who's doing this full-time, who's able to... Mm-hmm. To go in, um, you know, and and do a couple weeks straight straight up, you know, day in day out. Um, but it also kind of benefits us a little bit in that we do step away because mm-hmm. your ears in studio, your ears get fatigue, and um, you know if you're constantly there, you know you you won't necessarily have a fresh fresh take on it. So it's nice to take breaks when you get a That's true. opportunity. Yeah, I, I find if you wake up with that one thought in mind just to do one thing, that's how, when you're talking about being part-time, on it, it's hard, and it must be really hard with a seven, eight-piece band mm-hmm. because you have other things on your plate, and your your focus is pulled away. But when you wake up with that one focus, then your mind gets going, you get in the shower, your mind gets going, and then at some point during the day, everything just flows out much easier, right? Mm-hmm. So what is it like to be full-time musician in this day and age? How does how's that different from Katie's experience? Um well, you never turn down a gig <laughs> whether it's solo or or with the band obviously is the preferred opportunity. Um have you done lot of solo? Yeah. That's I'm, where you start it. Yeah, essentially that's where every artist starts. Yeah. Um but yeah, especially as a singer-songwriter, guitarist, definitely. And you're still doing the singer-songwriter on the side? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's where the solo shows come in. Now, are you testing a lot of these new ideas? Uh, okay. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, and usually it's pretty rowdy crowd that I'm playing to. You know, they mostly want cover songs and whatnot. So right. when you throw in a song they don't know, they'll let you know if it's not any good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may not be. To their liking, right? It just might be. I don't know. Where do you usually play your your solo stuff at? Um, in South Philly. Yeah, um, my fiance and I live in South Philly, so it's it's uh, you any know. given night in Passyunk. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, with a seven eight piece band, you being the only full time one, how often is the band actually together for shows? The full band to, together. Do you guys are you guys able to sustain that? I know if we get other acts in here, and it's very hard for them to maintain the full band because obviously, you know, the thing is you have to survive, right? And then music comes along for most people because they're not going to survive on the music. So, how is does that usually work? Do you guys usually get the full band together for your shows? I think we usually get most, and I, I think now that our sound's been evolving um like we we played a a smaller gig one time that we agree like we knew it was only going to be a couple of us and we were okay with that and we all felt the loss of the the missing pieces because now that we're so used to playing with um such a full sound we were we were missing those guys but um i think that now we've just been trying to be conscious about you know we have a a family calendar (laughs) that we all try to keep updated so that if we're going to accept a gig we know from that point on who's going to be there 
you know, if, if one person can't be there, you know, we can, we can make do, but, um, we, I mean, we always prefer obviously to have the whole, <laughs> the whole group. Yeah. I think for a seven piece band, we have a lot of dedicated members to this thing. You know, we, we just did a, a good round of shows this past summer, you know, it was a pretty big number for seven people and almost every show, all of us were there. Mm-hmm. So I think we're all definitely feeling good things about where we're going and um, the family calendar has definitely been a... <laughs> it's like an extended extended family, right? Yeah. Because you have people who are all parts of their life mm-hmm. in this calendar. And that has to throw wrenches in there. And I'm sure when it comes to scheduling stuff, you far out as possible probably so you can lock it in. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. But then, like, he's he's right. You know, you don't say no to a gig. We played the, the Second Street Fest. That was the week of my wedding. And so it was like the Sunday before I was getting married on a Friday and we were like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. So <laughs> you f- went, this was the Sunday before the Friday? Yeah, it was a Sunday. Yeah. The, so it was like a couple days out from the wedding and I'm like, what was I, th-? Uh, we had a great time. It was, it was probably like the best thing to, and, you know, we had, that was a really fun show. So that was. No, did the band at all play at your wedding? Um, they didn't play. I didn't want to, I didn't want to make them, make them work, <laughs> but they all came and had a, a good time. Okay. <laughs> and the band that she had at her wedding was. It was. Uh, do you want to give them a shout out? Sure, they were the um, oh, bottoms up Dixieland jazz band. Something sounds they have fun. A, a big name. Yeah. Oh, they were sounds great. Really they fun. were. Eight they piece? were really. Yeah, it was like an eight piece. Um, horns only. Lots of horns, That's like cool. an upright bass. That's right. Upright a great bass. singer. Um, and the um, the you guys helped with the sound, which was a huge help on my part. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, they were great. They were very. Everyone's dancing, having oh, yeah. a great time. Yeah, yeah. kind of like so that good. New Orleans sound. Yeah, so yeah, it was, yeah. It was yeah. Fun. We had met them through a um, a show that we had shared with them at La Colombe in okay. Fishtown. Okay. So that's how we we linked mm-hmm. up with them, and it was cool to see them again at Katie's wedding. It's such mm-hmm. a special event. Oh, that's so cool. That's yeah, fun. that's a great part about being in that scene. You know, yeah. you get some great bands. If you're going to have a wedding, you can throw a great party. Mm-hmm. It was at a brewery too, so it was fun. <laughs> Which brewery? Uh, in the Poconos, um, Barley Creek Brewery. Barley Creek, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, they've extended. I haven't been up there since last time I went up to Camelback. Oh, I love Camelback. They've extended, like, across the street, have they? I feel like they have it's like a whole corner their of yard. the yard. It's like a big, huge outdoor thing. They have, like, an outdoor bar and yeah. patio, and they have, like... It's okay. You can talk about other breweries on the Sorry. show. It's, it's fine. I just like beer, no, it's so fine. that's good. I, we all like beer. <laughs> That's great. Now, you guys looking at doing any kind of shows outside of the Philly region coming up? And if you are, how how would you logistically make that happen? <laughs> would you guys have to take off two weeks of your lives to kind of to make something like that work? I think the immediate goal going in 2019 um, is to put together sort of long weekends and um, sort of efficient runs so that we'll be able to go up and, you know, play a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come home on Sunday so everyone can go back to work on Monday if they need to. And it gives us um, a chance to make connections in some of the other cities. And Where are you guys to... looking at? Well, we're, we're kind of lucky here on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, all these bands we meet from out West, you know, they – it's funny, they always comment on how lucky we are to have New York City an hour and a half away or D.C. an hour and a half away the other direction or, or Harrisburg an hour and a half away west. You know, we have all of these large metropolitan areas 
with a lot of ears and new audiences mm-hmm. with within just a short drive. Mm-hmm. Where out west, you have to drive you know four and a half hours to yeah. find the next city. <laughs> so um, I think we'll you know go in that direction and kind of you know forward momentum as long as we continue to progress upward. Um, you know, any new venues we can play in a new city. You guys looking at say in. Allentown, New York, we're going like Brooklyn. What do you? Yeah, exactly. We've been up to New York before. We've played in uh, um, Little Italy, a place called uh, Fontana's. Um, so essentially, it's just it's finding um, good venues for us and our Americana indie mm-hmm. folk jam, whatever you want to call <laughs> us. You know, where where we can go and play um, and be accepted, and you know we. We do play weddings privately, so you know even if it is a, a three hour gig, we right. can still play. A lot of music people know, right? So, all ears out there, if you have any venues, please find us at stillaroos dot com <laughs> for all your music needs. That's it. The uh, you got. I think you described a band as a folk indie jam band, <laughs> which yeah, it fits. It, it, it's a cool sound, it, and I, like I was telling Katie before we record it that had some people who last time around they listened and they came down just for the sound. You know, they, they came down just because they wanted to, they liked the music they heard at the end. And, and it's a sound that for Americana, it's more lively. It's more eclectic and it's full bodied. You know, you have a full range of, of sound in there. Uh, I think this area is a little more predisposed to Americana since the folk fest mm-hmm. saturated the area. You guys ever think about going down, you know, stretching down your wings to Tennessee and seeing what goes on down that way? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd love to. Katie and I had our first show in Colorado this past year. Um, so that's quite a leap. Where was that? That was fun. What, what city? Uh, Boulder. Yeah, we played in Boulder. Mm, that's a great time. Outside the university. Yeah. Yeah. It, was yeah. a quick, it was a quick trip, but it was fun. It was. Find a way to make that long trip. I know. Mm-hmm. We we already kind of plotted that out. We're like, if they ask us back next year, like we're gonna for sure make mm-hmm. a Yeah. Yeah, make I mean, a trip out of it. Shout Colorado's. out to the Iron Man organization, Tim Brocious. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Colorado's a great place. I love being out there. We used to go out there for GABF every year, which is a great American beer fest. And I personally wasn't a fan of the actual fest because it's a giant beer festival. But the fun part was to go out there to all the different breweries because everyone in the industry is in Denver or Boulder or Colorado Springs. They're all in that area, saturating that area for that, that weekend. And everyone's doing collaborations and you go in and you just meet so many cool people mm-hmm. from all over the world who are all doing beer. That's awesome. So it was always fun. To, and Colorado's a great spot for other things, like, you know, for skiing and for anything outdoors. But uh, on the beer side, yeah. I'm sure on the music side, that uh, Boulder has to be an excellent city. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are going back into the studio, and you have how many songs do you think at the moment you kind of feel comfortable that you're bringing in? Well, a minimum of 12. So 12 is your target, right? That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And are you guys doing any kind of an album release with that? Are you guys going to do anything special? I actually had uh, a band that is on the podcast preceding this, uh, LaBelle and Poole. And these guys, for their first album, what they're actually doing is doing hand-printed album covers um, for the CDs, which is, I think, kind of unique. I mean, this day and age, it's much more about the experience and about tactile and about 
everything experiential. Uh, I know that gets kind of redundant, in a, you know, when you hear about it out there, but it, it really is true. What's your thoughts on being able to engage your fans in a way that's that's unique, that's maybe stands apart from so many other performers out there? How does Stella Ruse differentiate themselves from the next Americana act? Well, that's a really good question. Yeah. I would say I'll start there. Um, cause that's There's what every, beer if you need some time. <laughs> yeah, every band strives for that uniqueness today, you know, um, to stand out. What what could you be doing better? What could you be doing different? Right. So, you know, oftentimes we kind of rely on the music to stand out on its own. You know, this genre seeking is difficult for us because, you know, we play a lot of different uh, styles and we bring a lot to the table. Do you so, do you feel like you need to genre seek? Do you feel like you need to be put into a box? I don't know. I I, mean, I think I kind of like that we don't fit into a box. And I think yeah. um, I think the last time we were we spoke with you, we mentioned how like we all come from very different musical backgrounds. Um, and I think that that is evident when you like see a live show because you'll get a little bit of all of our different sounds. I think. So I think that, and I yeah, think that's kind of what makes us unique. Yeah, one of the things I remember is you guys shot a video in one take, right, in Pretzel Park, mm-hmm. which that's phenomenal, one take, right? I, I don't think that, I would say that 80% of people, not just musicians, would not be able to do something in one take like that, and that was a really great video. Thank you. So, okay, well, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Katie O'Donnell and Brendan Johnson, thank you so much for coming on the original Slacker Podcast, the Music Mash Ton. Where can people find you guys on the internet or anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Uh, great show coming up on Friday, November 16th with Pete Francis of dispatch. Ooh, it's a $10 show at, um, the field house in Philadelphia, downtown Philly, which is part of Reading terminal market. Right. So come right out of the train. Get, your, get, get right train. up there. Baking, poultry yeah. goods. <laughs> they have, they have a really good, beer lineup we used to be on tap down there they have a really um, good beer lineup yeah bring and, then, and then for all you all you uh round guys fans we're at um back here at round guys brewing company in lansdale at on the, the underground on november november 30th at the at the underground that's right november 30th eight dollars eight o'clock show we actually have the regular ga ticket and we also have a promo ticket if you want to do tacos as well so Who we'll doesn't have, want to do tacos? Well, tacos, <laughs> I want beer, to do tacos. music, what more is there love? And then uh, for anyone in Delaware, we're at Homegrown Cafe in Newark on December 1st. Excellent. Everyone out there, if you want to check out more of Stella Rouge music, you can go to our website, stellarouge.com, or find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and uh, yeah. Wherever fine music is streamed. <laughs> That's right. Excellent. Katie, you sing lead in a couple of songs right now on the albums. Are you guys planning to extend it out in a new album? Yeah, I think I think that any song that really showcases Katie's vocal prowess is a good idea. Um, so I think we strive, I think we always strive to do that, involve her more, especially her vocals. Um, so wait to find out. <laughs> you have to stay tuned. The first album you guys had, So Here LP, 
you did about two songs, I think. Two songs were your lead vocals. And then the last one, Cell Rouge, you had you had the one BTW. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, again, with the band kind of coalescing and congealing a bit, uh, in a the difference between the first and second album was that it, it felt more like Stella Ruse. It didn't feel like some alien invasion <laughs> that didn't match up with Stella Ruse. And similarly, uh, Brendan, your song, your your vocals definitely matured by the second album because it still felt like a singer, songwriter, solo musician at times, kind of whispering into the mic. Yeah, and then it became much more of a, a the vocal range appeared. Mm-hmm. So some observations yeah. i didn't know well, thank you yeah yeah i think um every every album we we hope to improve upon all range of things mm-hmm. especially vocals and i think the the duo vocals is something that makes us unique too like the and i i'm a sucker for groups like that that have the guy and girl the back and forth yeah um i think it keeps makes the songs interesting and i think we're it's always fun when we can get a song that works like that. We're like, okay, this is a good, <laughs> good vibe. Well, speaking of tunes, you guys are going to be playing a tune in one second. Uh, if you guys want to go ahead and give yourselves a chance to plug yourselves for upcoming shows where people can find you out there on the Internet. Okay. Yep. So our next show coming up, guys, uh, downtown Philly at Fieldhouse on November 16th. We're going to be co-headlining with Pete Francis of Dispatch. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun one. Um, Ten dollar cover, and then shortly thereafter on November thirtieth, back here at the Underground, part of Round Guys Brewery in Lansdale. To drink more rye, Eagles rye. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll also have we have taco tickets too, so you can have tacos, rye, Eagles rye, and yeah, you know, we have other beer too. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're back in Newark at Homegrown Cafe on December first for all you Delawareans out there. Excellent. Ah, yes, this is a brand new one. It's called uh, The Greater Dog. As I walk outside my Footsteps dance upon the beaten road And I wonder who may have traveled before me And thought about their love Oh, 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 oh Oh, 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 oh And so we go on with the world And I could not ask for anyone To give me their all as you have done to the moon 
sit upon it and look down. We'll never get enough the greater dog. Should I wake and find that you have run off and found the beaten road? I'd want to tell you that you were nothing short of remarkable. Thank you so much, Brendan and Katie. Thank you guys for coming up for another great episode yeah. of the Original Slacker. Really appreciate it. Thanks. And looking forward to the show again on November 30th here at the Underground, 8 p.m. It's going to be $8 a ticket. Uh, we also have a combo package that includes tacos for 15 So looking forward to seeing you guys. I think it's 15 <laughs> Thank you guys once more for listening to the original Slacker podcast, the music mash ton. That was a, another great session. We had Katie Burke and I'm sorry, Katie O'Donnell. It's not Katie Burke anymore. And Brendan Johnson. Those guys are always fun to have in. I love talking to them. They make great music. Hey, they want to pass along a little more information. They have a residency over at bourbon and branch as well in Northern liberties during December and they'll be there uh, every on 12-7, 12-14, 12-21, 12-28 with a variety of different musicians including uh, Rob Terrett from from Hambone Relay, uh, Black Horse Motel, Trap Rabbit, Ray Spirits, Jamie Gallagher. They got some great stuff coming up. These guys are really, really good and I, I just love the sound. It's a very eclectic, very very full body, just very fun sound. And it's an incredible live experience. Everyone who sees them, at least the feedback we've gotten last time, even they were here, they, we get some great feedback from the fans and from customers on them. I want to talk to you about a beer. I don't know if you guys drink beer. I drink beer. Rocco, do you drink beer? All the time. All the time. You drink beer, right? 
And, you know, being a brewery, we do have some uh, tasty beer here, I believe. We have a beer right now called Duhas, and it's our Oktoberfest. And boy, is it a great, easy-drinking beer, perfect for a nice 55-degree fall day. Now, today's a little rainy, probably tomorrow will be a little rainy, but, you know, it's a great beer for these for these situations. It's got some excellent flavor. You have a nice caramel malt in there, a medium-balancing, bittering hop that gives off a flavor of a nice floral richness. It's a very bright, complimentary floral flavor. It's a clean lager, deep amber in color with a frothy white head. Man, it's uh, it's my go-to. I always look forward when we have our Oktoberfest come out. It's out right now, and it's not going to be out there for very long. And you're listening to us. It's probably going to be ending its run soon. So definitely get to either our facility in Lansdale, we, our Lansdale Brew Pub, located at 324 West Main Street in Lansdale, or the Glenside Ale House, which is at 17 Lime Kiln Pike down in Glenside. Thank you guys for listening once more. The, you can find out more about the Original Slacker podcast on Facebook.com slash The Original Slacker. We love it if you get the word out. Love every support, every piece of support we can get. I uh, you know, really want to make this an interactive experience with our fans. So you guys are always welcome to come down during these recordings. We do them Saturday mornings around like 9, 11 a.m. And you can follow up more on Facebook to see when the recordings are actually happening, if they're happening. So thanks once more, guys, and have a great week. Thank you.